0: Welcome to Harvest Australia Church Podcast. We're so glad you're listening today. We pray this blesses you and encourages you. And if you want to get in touch with us or find out more about our ministry, please check out our website or social media. We pray you have a great day. What I want to share on today: the voice of the Lord. Haven't really shared on this before, um, that I know of, in this way. But it's something that. I've been dwelling on all week and um, reading through Psalms and just watching David's journey of hearing the voice of the Lord. And David reading Psalms, the ones he wrote anyway, is kind of like a roller coaster. I don't know if you've ever found that, but one minute he's crying, the next minute he's dancing with cymbals and celebrating, and then he's back back with pain in his bones again. And, you know, so you're up and down, you're following through his journey. and um, But, you know, that's life, isn't it? That's what we're like. We have a good week, we have a bad week, good month, bad month, you know, we're we're a bit up and down and and we need the voice of the Lord to steer us directly, to steer our paths, to steer us from just running on emotion or running on disappointment or acting out of reacting. And and that's always not a great way to go anyway. But actually hearing the voice of the Lord and bringing straight paths to our life. And so I want to just journey through um, Psalms today and Um, I'm not going to read it all, but it's interesting if you look at Psalm 28, 29 and 30, this is a short roller coaster ride. Um, We went to SeaWorld recently and the kids and I went on one of the new rides at SeaWorld and, you know, it's very short, it's very short, but you've got every emotion in there, including splashed with water and, you know, a few screams and um, not from me, of course, but, you know up and down and round and it's, it's just really quick. You've got every emotion just in like 30 seconds um, and, and you know it's a real adrenaline rush. I love it. And, and actually reading Psalms is a little bit like that sometimes too because of the ups and downs. 28, 29, 30 is a short roller coaster ride because in 28 we read about the heart of David. He's crying out to the Lord. He's crying out, Lord, Lord, answer me, hear me. And so we'll read a little bit of it just to get the gist of it. From verse 1, To you, O Lord, I call my rock. Do not be deaf to me. For if you are silent to me, I will become like those who go down to the pit. Hear the voice of my supplications or prayers when I cry to you for help, when I lift up my hand toward your holy sanctuary. Don't drag me away with the wicked and with those who work iniquity etc, etc. This is a cry of David's heart saying, Lord, where are you? Hear my cry. We've all been through times, I'm sure. We, we may even, some of us be going through that, this period now where we're praying, we're asking the Lord for things and it's like nothing there. There's nothing there. I'm just saying words out in the middle of nowhere. It feels like he's not hearing us. And David felt like that. David's very emotive, and so he tells us exactly what he's feeling, and we get to really journey through the scripture with him of how he was feeling at the time. Then we flash to to um, twenty nine, chapter twenty nine of Psalm, and um, in verse three, and I think we've got this one up on the up on the um, the screen, and it says, "The voice of the Lord is upon the waters." Now remember, he's now we don't know exactly the time sequence of when these were written in sense of were they exactly one after another. But the fact that they've landed in Scripture in this order works perfectly for me today. So I'm taking them like that. So we hear the heart of David crying out. Then in 29, we hear a declaration. And sometimes when we're crying out, when we decree something in faith, we begin to activate the kingdom of heaven when we can't even see it. And this is what David does. So he says, The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord is over many waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. That's the big trees that were, you know, unbreakable. Yes, the Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord hews out flames of fire. Now, it's interesting. This is Pentecost Sunday. We remember 50 days after the cross is Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit fell With flames of fire. And if hews, we don't even say this word anymore. I should have read from the New Living this morning, but hews out flames of fire, as in separates out, distributes flames of fire. And we see that linking up with Pentecost. This is a long time before Pentecost. But we, we actually see that the, the gospel of Jesus Christ goes right through Scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, doesn't it? And you see it in flecks of Psalms all over. There's little bits about the cross or the Messiah unknowingly at the time, prophesying, decreeing what is to come. And I thought that was so interesting that the voice of the Lord separates out flames of fire, just like at Pentecost. Then in 8, the voice of the Lord shakes the wilderness. The Lord shakes the wilderness of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord makes the deer to calf and strips the forest bare. And in his temple, everything says glory. The voice of the Lord in, in this particular passage, we can see David is declaring, he's decreeing, this is what the voice of the Lord is actually able to do. I'm crying out for him. Here's what his voice is powerful enough to do. And then we move to chapter 30. And I think now we see the breakthrough. We see the answer to his prayer and crying out. And in verse one, it says, "I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up, and have not let my enemies rejoice over me." O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help, and you healed me. O Lord, you brought me up; uh, you you have brought up my soul from Sheol. You have kept me alive, that I would not go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you his godly ones, and give thanks to his name for his anger is but for a moment his favor is to a lifetime. Weeping may last for the night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. This is the answer to the prayer. Whatever you're asking the Lord for today, he has a perfectly good answer for. It may not necessarily be the method of what our hearts desire. We want certain things to happen, but he always answers prayer. He always answers prayer. And, as we can see in uh, verse uh, chapter 29, the voice of the Lord is all powerful. The voice of the Lord created things. The voice of the Lord still creates things. And when we stand in an attitude of faith, whatever we're believing for, whatever we're not necessarily seeing with our eyes, but our, soul, our spirit really is asking the Lord for, we, we stand and we decree and we say, well, the voice of the Lord can do this. The voice of the Lord can do that. And, and I believe there's really, there's heaps of things we get out of the, uh, the voice of the Lord. But I've distilled it down to three Ps today. So it's easy to remember. And... The first one is, what do we get from the voice of the Lord? The first one is peace. When we hear the voice of the Lord, there's an inner peace that comes upon us that nothing else can really satisfy. When we finally hear His voice, we have peace in the storm. We have peace in the situation. We might not be seeing the breakthrough or know what the future holds. But all of a sudden, when we just hear that bit of peace all of a sudden we actually have a stillness in our spirit don't we you'll know it when you when you've been asking the lord for things or maybe journeying through life and you'll be praying and then maybe you just get a gentle sense a gentle sense of a knowing that god has spoken to you all of a sudden it's just like a blanket of peace isn't it a blanket of peace the effort goes out of it. The striving goes out of it. The, the confusion goes out of the situation. I can remember times when, you know, um, when you're facing opposition and we've been facing opposition. And, you know, it's getting frustrating and maybe there's a bit of anxiety in the situation. I can remember, and it might even come through, Karen and I talking sometimes. And one of us is wise enough just to, to say, you know, that God line, throw that in there. And it's just like, yeah, okay, that's true. And peace falls in the room. Peace falls in the atmosphere because it's his voice. It's his voice that brings that peace. And and nothing else can really do it. I mean, Netflix is pretty good. It's not bad. But God is a lot better. I, I said to Karen, there was a couple of gags this week that we heard along the line. I can't even remember them. Um... That's a pity because they were good. <laughs> but I said, if I ever just need to pull it out on a Sunday just to sort of shake the bushes a little bit, just, that's what I'll do, just, just pull it out of the hat, boom, there it is. But here I am, I can't remember it. And one of them was, of them was awesome too, it was really good. Oh, I don't know. Ah, I've just remembered it. <laughs> anyway, we'll see if we need it later. You're doing really well so far. You're doing amazing, you're doing amazing, it's good. Uh, I'm going to have to say it. You know how there's the saying, you know, follow your dreams and run after your dreams and and let them be accomplished. It's a big saying these days, isn't it? All except that one where you rock up at school naked. (laughs) You've obviously had it as well. Or the workplace or church or whatever it is, just... Don't follow that dream. (laughs) That doesn't start with P and it has nothing to do with anything this morning. But you might need peace in that storm. The second one is protection. The voice of the Lord will protect us from things. If we hear his voice, he will actually... Allow us an opportunity of hearing his voice to know whether to go in that direction or this direction or whether maybe there's, you know, not a great outcome coming if we keep going in that direction. He loves us. He wants to guide us. He wants to be our spirit guide. You know, we hear that from the new age people all the time. They're always listening to their spirit guide. Spirit guide. If only we would do that. If only we would listen to our spirit guide, Holy Spirit. He wants to guide us. He wants to journey us through our journey and and teach us things and train us things so that we get bigger and better and bolder and we can influence greater in a way where we can actually be trusted with more. And so protection's a big thing. I remember that um, quite a few years ago um, when we had a situation going on and, and we're trying to work out a whole drama and working out, you know, what do we do? And, you know, often in times like that, you can't really even think straight. And so you need almost, you need, I don't know, you just need someone from outside or something to, to break even that anxiety and that fear or, you know, just, just give you a love slap and say, hang on, hang on, it's not that bad. Um, but, it's, but it seems really bad. And I can remember uh, going out, I think I've told this before, but, you know, in a particular situation, we we're trying to work it out. And I remember going out of the room and, um, and the Lord just really, really gently said apostolic alignment. And at that time, I didn't really know what that meant. I, I, you know, it wasn't a common phrase that we were familiar with, but I, I knew what he meant. You know, it's interesting. When the Lord speaks, even if he speaks in riddles, you normally know what he's getting at. There's a hunch. He, he gives you enough to know, okay, I'm speaking. And, and sometimes it is a bit of a riddle. And, and maybe one that you have to search out. So if, if you get that from him, that little inkling or that knowing, and, and it normally comes from left field. That's what I've found. Um, you know, sometimes I could be, you know, bursting of my eyeballs trying to hear from the Lord and, you know, really trying to, you know, I've done the green light, red light thing, trying to work all of my strategies out of hearing from the Lord. And then maybe once I've left prayer and I'm just driving or something like that, just something will just, boom, just out of nowhere. It would just come in, uh, maybe a couple of words. That's normally all I get, just just a little phrase or something like that. And I'm like, oh, I wasn't thinking anything about that. Okay, where did that come from? And quite often then, if if my spirit knows that, and I quicken with that, and I agree with that, then I begin to hear more and, and get some guidance on that. And so apostolic alignment was something for us that the Lord then brought about through Wayne and Irene and others that we relate to. But it wasn't something we actually had gone after, but we actually the Lord was giving us a word of protection. He was saying, if you if you have some apostolic relationships, as in some kingdom leadership relationships, it will be able to protect you from things in future. And that's what he's done. He's brought that about. And so it's amazing what the Lord, he's so graceful with us. He's so graceful with us. And he gives us opportunities, invitations, invitations for more. Um, Psalm 34 7 says, uh, The angel of the Lord encamped around those who fear him, and he delivers them. The angel of the Lord encamps. I love that word encamps. It's actually from an old version. I think that's uh, the King James or something like that, because when I read it in a couple other versions, it didn't say encamps. It said something else, but I like that word, encamps. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. So if we, and and that word fear, you know, sometimes gets mixed up or, or, you know, whatever. But ultimately, it's that honor and that respect and that intimacy with the king. When we encamp, when we get into his place, when we reside with him, an angel of the Lord encamps around us and delivers us from some of that strife. If there's addictions, begin to get in the fear of the Lord, the honor and the respect of the Lord, and the angel will deliver you. The angel of the Lord will deliver you. Now, it might need help and working through, but, but that's the Word of God doesn't lie. He delivers them. It's really simple. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivers them. If there's areas of our life strongholds or negativity or anxiety or something like that, we, we, if we encamp ourselves with him, he'll encamp himself with us and deliver us. And this is how he uses his protection. And you can see it even throughout Psalms. You can see David, you know, proclaiming that and, and decreeing that. The last one is purpose. And this is a big area in our modern day is what is my purpose? What is my purpose? What am I meant to do? Um, there's so many options that's almost limitless. You know, we can do just about anything in today's day and age. I mean, you can you can go fund yourself, you know, go into the Himalayas and you know, call that an adventure and put it on YouTube and you know get quite well known. I mean, and it's limitless what's available. In this day and age, it's not just a stock standard sort of here, then here, then here, and you work your way through. It's absolutely limitless. The only problem with that is finding your purpose in that. There's so many options that it's difficult sometimes to distill down to, well, what is my purpose? What is my calling? What am I here on earth for? What's, what's the, the heartbeat of the Lord for my life? And that's when we need to hear the voice of the Lord. That's when we need to hear the voice of the Lord, because it's only His voice that will give us the resilience to stand when opposition comes. It's very easy to to say, I've I've heard from the Lord, and I want to do this, I want to do that, and it's great, but as soon as we get opposition, we run from it. It must not have been the Lord. Well, it wasn't Him in the first place. He will not call us something that He doesn't want to fulfill. doesn't mean He'll force us to, but He will take us through. I can still remember, you know, for Karen and I, um, when we were trying to hear the Lord on whether we're really called to full-time ministry uh, in, in that sense. And, and it was something that we really journeyed through. And, and we knew at various times there were anchor words that we heard from the Lord. Uh, yes, there were prophetic confirmations and stuff like that, but they're confirmations, right? They're confirmations. They're the backups, that's the, that's the armor that you wear. But ultimately, when we hear from the Lord ourselves, then we know we're going to stand when the enemy says, "Oh, you weren't called to that anyway. Oh, that doesn't matter anyway. See see all this stuff happening? See that, see that. Hear what people are saying. Hear. But if, if you haven't got the voice of the Lord on that, then you're going to question yourself. You probably will anyway. But at least you've got that to go back to. And you can say, no. Nope, no, nah, I know, I know, I know, yep, I know all that. I know all the facts and figures and everything else, but I heard his voice. And I'm going to be obedient to his voice, not to man, not to anything else, not even to the, the fruit of what may be going on. If he called me to it, I'm going to be faithful to it. And there's something about that that, that, that creates influence over time. It creates leadership over time. And, it crea- and you, you know, you look at great leaders, even in Australia, you look at Brian Houston with Hillsong. And I remember going to Hillsong t- over 20 years ago when it was just a conference of 1,000 people. And, you know, people were still singing the songs and stuff, but it wasn't what it is today. And, and, uh, and even then, they'd already journeyed through 10 years of doing that. And you look now on the global influence, but it's consistency and reliability and faith and being honest to the voice of the Lord on their lives. And it's the same for anyone you can think of who's stood the test, who's kept pursuing the Lord. They've heard His voice. They haven't wavered. They've built an inheritance brick on brick because, you know, as we're learning now, bricks take time to get loaded on. And if you want it done right, it takes time. And so we build over time and we build steady, but we make sure we're advancing. We make sure we're advancing. And that's when we hear the, the voice of the Lord, That's what he's calling us to do, to keep going deeper, keep advancing, keep advancing. It's something that I believe this future generation will look for in years to come is stability, that rudder of, of inheritance that they will learn from and they will glean from. But it takes time to build. It takes time time hearing his voice time responding being obedient um, i think that one of the interesting things about hearing the voice of the lord is that for me anyway it's rarer than i would like to think there are there are people who who use that as a as a uh i mean it's a it's a preaching style i suppose you know i was praying this morning and and Jesus said, Marty, why don't you do this today? You know, and I, I don't sort of. Does Jesus have an American accent? I'm not sure. But, you, you know, you hear a lot of American preachers talk like that, don't you? They're sort of they're chatting away. And, and I don't know sometimes whether they're making it up or whether he really did tell them that stuff. But, but what, what I mean when I'm saying the voice of the Lord is I mean his whisper. In your spirit. His whisper in your spirit. And now it might be a yell, but I haven't heard the yell. You know, I love David's decree about the boldness of the voice of the Lord. It's glorious thunder. It's many waters. It's powerful. It's majestic. Uh, but interestingly enough, it's sometimes also in the gentle breeze. And that's often what I think we find is that it's it's listening in. It's distilling in. Is What is he saying? And interestingly enough... There are things that he will be telling you and me this very week if we're listening. If we're listening. It's a challenge for me. It's a challenge for all of us to listen into his voice. What does it look like? What does it look like to hear his voice and to respond in fresh new ways? I mean in a, in a greater way. To ask him, Lord, what do you want in this situation? Um, I, I was talking to some people recently and they were telling me about their uh, kids who have become really disillusioned in the faith and really negative and just totally turned off God and um and and they've been through some stuff and a lot of disappointment leadership disappointment and and they were asking me um uh, and, I mean they've they've really walked through watching their leaders fail miserably and a whole lot of disaster going on around and they're asking me you know what what do you say to your generation who seem to be quite disillusioned and skeptical and sort of finding other ways for peace and harmony in their lives? what do you say to them and, and I, I I said something, but I thought another thing. you ever do that? The thing I thought they wouldn't have liked to have heard but and so I 'm glad I didn't just blurt that out um, but what, what, and what I, so, so what I said is, you know, that this, this generation doesn't like hypocrisy. This generation really wants the genuine. And that's absolutely true. But the other thing is that if, here's, another, here's a simplistic way of putting it. Those leaders that, that have affected these guys and so affected them really, really badly, it's not those leaders who died on the cross for them. It's not those leaders who are going to take them to heaven. It's, I mean, it's easy to get disappointed. But ultimately, if we weight things too heavily man's way, we are headed for disappointment. We're absolutely headed for disappointment. But if we have a relationship with Jesus personally, not through a spouse, not through someone else, not relying on, you know, a good joke on a Sunday or anything like that, but actually a relationship, a relationship personally with the Savior of the earth. Then we can hear his voice directly and this kind of celebration is just a confirmation. It's a great day. We worship, we pray together, but then we go away and we're back with him again. Not that we left him here, but we're we're with him. We're building that relationship. We're hearing from him. And and so there's not so much of a of a systematic need to, to um, do something to you. But there's, there's a desire within us to do something for him and with him. And so our motivation is not of man anymore. It's of the spirit. And when our motivation is of the spirit, then it lasts And our motivation becomes real because the kingdom of God is real. This is not just a play. This is not just a game. This is not just a format that we do. But the kingdom of God is real. The powers of evil are out there right now trying to influence those whom they can. And you and I are sent with a light to actually be the light of the world. The ones who change atmospheres. The one who, like David, we might not be seeing it right now, but we're decreeing it. We're saying, Lord, we want to see Onkaparinga changed. We want to see this environment changed. And I, I had something that I told Adam and Ed because they're interning with me at the moment, and so you know they they get to hear all my junk. But anyway, I I drove past a, a factory recently, and I think they are in the car actually, and I it was actually bef- behind our factory in Lonsdale. and it's and it used to have like a hundred staff in there and a couple other businesses going on and and I drove past it, and now it's completely empty. There's nothing in there. Uh, it's the old Mitsubishi factory for Tony and Rob. You guys who used to work in there. And um, anyway, so it's absolutely a ghost town. And I looked at it, and it just hit me. I'm like, wow, where are those hundred workers gone? Where's, where's our employment gone? And actually, I got a little bit of a fiery voice from the Lord, almost challenging me, what are you going to do about it? And um, so I'm not really sure, <laughs> but I might start up a competitive pipe company. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm locked in. I'm locked in contractually. I'm locked in. But um, however, 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 it's something that I just felt is, a, is a, just a thing, you know, and um, you know, you know what I mean? And, you know, I haven't got the final story or the great testimony to give you only to say that we get these opportunities. And what I did do is I actually followed through on something. And so actually uh, quite quickly, God opened up an opportunity with government influence. So I'm just going to sort of be checking into that. But it's hearing the voice of the Lord, isn't it? It's just hearing his voice. And if you're like me, it's normally three words, no more. I thought it was a talkative chat, but for me... It's just three words. It's just, boom, apostolic alignment, you know. Uh, another time about ministry, I did three days fasting, and Karen had already fasted and prayed, and she heard from the Lord, but I knew I needed to hear as well. All he said is, I am calling you. Four. Four words he was talking of that day. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm telling you, if, if, if I'm anything to go by, those are the most powerful. Those times when you hear the voice of the Lord for yourself, it doesn't matter how old, it doesn't matter how young, it's, it's, it is the voice of the Lord and it's something you can hang on to for life. And it never changes, it never wavers, and it becomes the most powerful thing in your life. Even though it may have been a whisper, it's actually a roar over your whole life. Because it's something you stand in. And, and we want those things that stand strong, that have longevity, that build inheritance, build legacy. And, and that's, that's why we want to connect in a greater way is to build kingdom relationship, kingdom family. So that when we do it together, we actually encourage one another on. And, and I want to encourage you, if you're free on Wednesday night, come, come to Outpouring, because we're going we're gonna to pray. We're going to pray over things. We're going to worship. And, and, and this is, this is uh, to be honest with you, it's easier to stay at home and watch Netflix, even for pastors, than come out on a Wednesday night. We're going to have the heaters cranking, by the way. We'll have them on for three days. In fact, but let's not turn them off. Let's just leave them. <laughs> Come out. Pray. It's your kingdom as well. It's not my kingdom. It's your kingdom. Seek the face of God with us. Let's do it together. It's much more fun together. Ryan and I have rocked up a few times ourselves. and We have a great time. I'm just kidding. It's the kingdom, isn't it? It's the kingdom. I don't want your motivation to be my motivation. I don't want your motivation to because I I whip and I gather and, you know, I'm good at all that sort of stuff. And, you know, it's interesting coming out of business. A lot of people thought that we, we would just have that stuff down pat because we come from business and we know all the systems and all that sort of stuff. We don't want to do that. Jesus is your motivation. Jesus, the person of Christ, is your motivation. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it this week? Do we just fall asleep and and he comes and just floats us to heaven on our deathbed? No, he's calling you right now to greater things. Today, he's calling you to greater things. So when you drive by an opportunity and hear his voice, what are you going to do about it? Or when he whispers something to you tomorrow morning when you're praying and fasting and on your knees and three hours in. What are you going to do? We're not going to whip you. That's not our style. Oh, Russ might. He's not. He's pretty harsh. (laughs) It's about Jesus, isn't it? It's all about him. Let him be your motivation. When he is your motivation, see, the, the issue with these disappointed young people I was talking about is man was so much their motivation. So when man becomes, is our motivation, everything we do, we're getting patted on the back and it's all good and we're, we're, we want to be part of that vibe and, and, and we love that too. But when that becomes greater than the cross and the man, then when that gets wrecked and they're disappointed in that, the cross and the person of Jesus Christ, is just a little thing. And so we end up rolling them in the one bag and being disappointed in the whole lot. He is our motivation, isn't he? And His voice leads us and guides us, gives us peace, gives us protection, and gives us purpose. Let's stand this morning. I should have made, knowing it's Pentecost, maybe I should have put in a fourth, say Pentecost, somehow rolling that in. But, you know, the issue is that Pentecost was Holy Spirit poured out tongues of fire on the believers so that they could then walk in the Spirit ongoing. Walk in the spirit ongoing. And they could hear the voice of the spirit, they could follow, they had signs and wonders. It was an ongoing thing. And so it's it's kind of why, to be honest, I, I don't make a mass celebration of Pentecost Sunday because it's Pentecost every day, isn't it? Easy to say, not easy to do. And so I don't even really know what we're gonna do now, but let's pray. <laughs> Lord, I thank you for every person here today. Lord, I pray that that calling and that destiny and that potential that you have with inside each one of us, you will bring about incredible fruit. You'll begin to release in fresh new ways. Even today, that some may have heard your voice speaking to them, saying, I am your motivation. I am calling you. I am the one. Not man, but God, God himself, God himself. Holy Spirit, we ask even right now that you may speak to us, quicken words to our hearts that we need to hear. Give us your direction. Give us your leading. Lord, we pray, let your kingdom come and let your will be done in our midst, in our lives as it is in heaven. And Lord, we receive even right now in this atmosphere, in this corporate worship together, Lord, we pray that you would release your presence in this house. Release your fire in this house. Release fresh fire. Lord, maybe for any who are weary or tired or or need a fresh touch or fresh voice or anything from you, Lord, we pray that this would be a house of receiving and going, Lord Jesus. Receiving and going. So Holy Spirit, we ask you to even right now Come and fill us up with your presence, with your direction, with your leading. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you. Lord, I pray that you this week would be our motivation. A love relationship. A love relationship with you, Jesus. You, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Not, not performing for man or doing any task because anyone else might see or know, but because you know and you pursue us and you desire us. You desire us this very week. Spend time with him this week. Don't let this week pass you by without having time with your king, without having time with him. He will speak to you. He will lead you. He will guide you. Just grab hands with the person next to you. If they've got sweaty hands, we've got sanitizer at the end we can put on there. Lord, we just we thank you for this harvest family that you've given us. Lord, we pray for your kingdom to be released so powerfully through us and in us that it will astound us what you do in the next few years. And Lord, we just decree incredible things over every life, over every home, over every destiny calling. And Lord, we decree your word. We decree your voice, the strong voice of the Lord, the strong voice of the Lord over each family, over each marriage, over every relationship, over our jobs and careers and thinking and study and and every other task of life that we accomplish, Lord. We pray for kingdom power, kingdom power to be released in great new ways. I pray for fresh authority, fresh authority from relationship with the king. You get authority with the relationship from the king. When you hear his voice, you have a new authority. If you're wanting greater authority or words of knowledge or any kind of activity like that, hear from the king and he will release it. He will release it. He'll release it. Lord, I pray that you'd release great potential in this house. You'd raise up incredible leaders. You'd raise up many, many, many leaders, Lord, who who love you and want to serve you with a genuine faith and a genuine heart, who don't need to be motivated by man, but we're motivated by heaven. We're motivated by heaven. Lord, I pray that even today, a spirit of motivation would fill us. Lord, motivated by you. Jesus, I pray you'd call us today call us today to fresh destiny, fresh purpose, fresh destiny and fresh purpose. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing. Lord, I pray for a fresh anointing for each one of us. Holy Spirit, I pray that even this week, there would be a fresh anointing in everything we do, everything we say, even in our time with you. Lord, let the kingdom of God be released in power. In Jesus' mighty name.